0: welcome 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 back to another episode of rooted with yams my podcast where we talk about all things womanhood, sisterhood and we have the conversations we need to have so we can be the women of our dreams right now in the present thank y'all for coming back yet again to my podcast if this is your first time welcome and you know what if this is your first time, I have to give you a little bit of a disclaimer because this episode is not going to go how they traditionally go. Typically, we have three segments, our Rooted Conversation, followed by Reflection Point, followed by shine. Go ahead and listen to previous episodes to get like a gist of what those segments are about. But for this episode, I had a special guest, Miss Deanna Seymour, who is the founder and creator of PhD Feminine Health, and it's vaginal suppository products to help control vaginal odor and vaginal pH imbalances. So I just felt like this episode had a lot of information pertinent to women's health and just, you know, vaginal health, especially like the very sensitive area and topic of vaginal odor. So I wanted to leave this episode alone and just have our rooted conversation, which is the interview and keep it pushing. Okay. And definitely stay tuned in a couple of days. I will be dropping another episode which will follow our more traditional format and we'll have all three segments so you won't be missing out on nothing, okay? Don't vex, don't cry, don't beg. We're coming back very soon with another episode and everything will be back to regular. But let me just tell you guys, this episode is just so incredible, so beyond regular, so extraordinary. I'm so grateful that Miss Seymour agreed to speak with me on this topic. She's answering y'all's questions that you guys submitted through Instagram, which, by the way, you best be following me. If you're not, I don't know what you're doing. Um, She answered a lot of your questions and gave so much information about her uh, product which is a natural solution for vaginal issues and odor. Y'all know we don't want to be walking around smelling and even more importantly than that we don't want to be lying down smelling. Okay so without further ado let's jump right into this week's Rooted Conversation. (laughs) Okay, so we have our very special guest, Ms. Deanna Seymour, and she is going to tell us all about PhD feminine health, and we have a lot of information to share with you guys, and I'm really excited for this interview, I'm really excited for to learn personally about her products and um, feminine hygiene. And I'm excited for us all to learn more about feminine hygiene because it's pretty much the core, the center to our womanhood, to our confidence, and to our esteem. And on this podcast, y'all already know, we're all about uh, being the best woman we can be right now in the present. So without further ado, I would like Miss Seymour to introduce herself and tell us all a little bit about... Um, PhD Feminine Health.
1: Yes, oh my goodness, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And, um, you know, PhD, I tell people a lot of times that I'm kind of an accidental entrepreneur because this product and um, actually this brand uh, all came about because I had a need and I had my own vaginal health issues that that I was dealing with and it came about because I was on a whole lot of antibiotics for sinus infections and we know what happens when you take antibiotics it messes up your vaginal flora Mm -hmm. and I wanted you know I was tired of the traditional offerings um, either through your doctor or on the drugstore shelves so I started researching um, natural alternatives for, mm-hmm. for vaginal health, and it was really interesting. I, I came across this ingredient called boric acid, and um, it was important to me to find something that had clinical evidence behind it. And I found, you know, dozens of studies that had been done on this ingredient, but no one was making it commercially. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to several OBGYN friends of mine who actually used boric acid in their practices, but the only way they could get it was through a compounding pharmacy and it was really expensive and inconvenient for their patients. So, um, and matter of fact, the CDC recommends it for vaginal health. So I used it and it was life changing for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I believe everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So as fate would have it, or, or God, in my opinion, I um, put in my path someone who owns and operates a manufacturing facility that makes holistic products mm. for people and pets. And it was my daughter's hockey coach. Oh, wow. Which was, it was unique in the fact that my daughter even plays ice hockey. <laughs> so, um <laughs> That in itself is something, uh, but to have him be the coach, and so I went to him armed with my stack of published clinical data and my idea, and he had the courage to take the leap of faith, start making the product, and within six months, it was the number one best-selling product in its category on Amazon, which was just miraculous. So, but it showed that women. One uh, of a natural alternative, um, and this was when we developed this. We created a whole new uh, class of, of uh, vaginal products mm-hmm. for women. So um, it has just been. Well, my mission for my company is to improve to improve the lives of women, and I just am so grateful that we're we're doing that um, on a daily basis.
0: Definitely, and. I even forgot to mention at the beginning that this is an incredible brand and incredible product because it was inspired by you and your personal experiences. So that just founded by a woman and made for a woman and um, created by women, just everything um, around a woman. And I love that. And I think that's sort of rare in medicine. And And pharmaceuticals in general like a lot of science really is um, men are creating it even if it is for women and sometimes there's a lack of sensitivity to you know our personal needs in that area
1: absolutely and um, that's why every product that we come out with like I test and I help I work with our scientific advisory board to help mm-hmm. develop it. It's all backed in science, and um, but more importantly, as a woman, I make sure that it works. Yeah. And um, as a matter of fact, we are the only certified woman-owned business in the entire feminine hygiene category. That's crazy. Uh, and, and I'm so proud of that. Uh, that you know we have built this from nothing. Yeah. And um, you know it's just been. Such an incredible
0: journey, and I'm really looking forward to the future. Yes, me too. I'm so excited. Just, I'm so excited and inspired. Like, this is just a beautiful testament that, you know, we can and should create products for ourselves, and that is it, it's effective, and it's beautiful, your growth and your success and the lives that you're changing in the process. So thank you. Thank you so well, thank much. Thank you. <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask a little bit about your research methods, your steps, you know, I know, like you said, you were kind of tired of the antibiotics and going, um, for new prescriptions, just getting that update and following up with that and, um, coming to like dead ends. So how did you get other women on board? Like, how did you kind of test that this was not only working for you, but for others? Um, how did you generate like that sample size and how did you also get, uh, other professionals on board gynecologists you know what are some of the research steps
1: I um so my background I spent 20 years in the pharmaceutical industry so that was a a perfect uh launching pad for me in developing this product and I knew based on my involvement with thousands of physicians over those um you know, 20 years, and also nurses, that it was just of utmost importance to get their Mm buy-in from the get-go. And, I mean, I have a degree in biology. I'm by no means a physician or or, or a researcher or a doctor, but um, I I know a lot about science, and I've had that experience in the industry uh, to know how important it is to get the buy-in of the physician with an ingredient or a product that is based in science, mm-hmm. and you know, as as it happened for me with this ingredient, you know, the research had been done by you know, like I said, dozens of hundreds of other organizations and the Centers for Disease Control um, and physicians knew about it. It was one of those ingredients. I think it, it's been around for over a hundred years, mm-hmm. like, but it never was available, you know, for the mass public right. to get it. Um, so with that, we have taken this incredible ingredient in developing our new products. Um, and also uh, my business partner who, who owns Vireo, um, who manufactures, we manufacture our products together. Mm-hmm. He has patents on these incredible um, molecules that have been developed by scientists at the University of Nebraska, Creighton University, mm-hmm. uh, Manitoba, University of Manitoba. So we have all this incredible science and his ingredients that we're now using in the feminine hygiene space that's never mm-hmm. been done before. So it really is. I attended a scientific advisory board meeting two weeks ago, um, and I was just blown away mm-hmm. at the, the level of confidence of these researchers who were taught, in their field in certain areas and to have them on our team was just um we're so honored
0: yeah that is incredible and I'm so glad that you had the support um and that you were kind of in the field already so you had like a community to pull from and to support you from the jump so that's incredible
1: you know doctors are our influencers Mm -hmm. because um you know, if your physician tells you something is important, you're probably going to do it. Right. And um, so we're able to reach out to we have thousands of physicians that, um, you know, we provide sampling to and educational materials to, you know, to educate them about our product. And you know, we make an effort to attend conferences mm-hmm. and um, interact with them to let them know um, and educate them all about uh, this natural ingredient you know, that can help their
0: patients. Yeah. And when you talk about this natural ingredient, boric acid, um, can you t- educate us a little bit about what is boric acid? And, you know, it's funny to me how the just the phrase, a natural alternative, because I'm someone who would like natural to be the standard, but it's always yeah. natural alternative, natural alternative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what is what is special about boric acid? Can you tell us about its natural elements? What is is it and what does it do for the body?
1: So boric acid uh, is a naturally occurring acid that um, is actually found in seawater. It's found in the ground. And, um, you know, we all have um, our Our pH. Um, Naturally the pH of the vagina is is low. Mm -hmm. Um it's around 3.8, you know, to 4.0, 4.2. So um anytime, you know, something that can throw that um acid balance off can cause issues. So boric acid helps to uh maintain your natural healthy uh vaginal balance Mm -hmm. um where it creates an environment that uh, you know, things that aren't supposed to be there, you know, don't grow. So it's, uh, as far as bacteria and um, and yeast, so it works naturally to maintain your vaginal balance. Yeah.
0: And I know um, it, it can be prescribed, but like you were saying earlier, it's kind of hard to, you know, it seems like you have to jump through loops to get it. And you've made this product that makes it more readily available, Um, I'm kind of curious why is such a naturally occurring, um, product, this boric acid, how come it is so expensive and hard to get to and so like, uh, secondary in comparison to maybe some antibiotics or other, other prescriptions or treatments?
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of it has been awareness, Mm -hmm. uh, awareness in the medical community. And one thing that I found, um, Particularly with physicians and even nurses, that most of the time we all, even everyone, we all result back to our um, our comfort zone, mm-hmm. and usually their comfort zone is what they were trained on. Right. That's what they know. That's what they've had years of experience using. Right. Um, and I found that you know even with physicians over the years in pharmaceuticals, you know if they were trained on a certain medication or certain protocol they would drift toward that um, medicine or offering. Right. And um, because work acid wasn't mass-produced, it wasn't on the protocols of these teaching hospitals until now, um, which is fantastic that PhD is now now part of that. So it's really uh, reframing it and getting them to look at it in a different light, um, particularly for recurrent vaginal odor, which is where this product just is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know educating them on how to use it prophylactically or, or preventatively as well as um, for acute um, mm-hmm. or so for you know someone who has an, an occurrence of, of vaginal odor. So it's um, that's probably why that's in my best guess as to why it's not it hasn't been mainstream. Mm-hmm. But it is much more so. It's becoming much more so now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've had, we were the very first to make it uh, commercially. And now, you know, like I said, creating this class of, of uh, a new uh, category. There are now countless other people that do make work assets repositories. Uh, we're the only ones that make their own FDA register facility that we own and operate. There are a lot of people now up on Amazon selling them that, um, uh, aren't made in an FDA registered facility. Right. you're looking about Amazon, it's the wild west of retail. Yeah. You can claim anything you yeah. want to on that platform. Um, you can make it in your garage and, put mm-hmm. it up there and claim to be made in an FDA registered facility. But uh, because we're dealing in the scientific community, you know, we hold ourselves to the absolute highest
0: standards yeah. possible. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate a point that you made for everyone listening. Um, you do have a website that I'm going to leave in the episode notes. So, you know, for someone like me, you might want to like look into it a little bit more. There's a lot of information on the PhD feminine health website and even, um, the, the, Packaging, everything is in there. A lot of uh, testimonials, posts, and different people sharing their experiences. So I, I love the website, and I hope you guys would check it out. Um, Thank you. So again, that like emphasis on just how you guys regulate these products, um, that's encouraging to me and to listeners, I'm sure. And so I'm really proud. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thank, you. Um, Thank you so much. So we, you talked about um, pH imbalance, and we know that different parts of our body have different pHs that need to be maintained, homeostasis, all that good stuff. Um, what are some things that can disrupt your pH? And is it, is it um, I would say, concerning uh, if you do have recurrent, um, let's say, BV or recurrent Um, in instances with vaginal odor um, how how normal is it I guess you could say and what what throws off your ph
1: yeah so it uh is very common Mm -hmm. Uh, and one of the things that I'm trying to do is to remove the stigma associated with with vaginal health and talking about vaginal health I mean it is a normal occurrence, Mm -hmm. it happens, you know, um, either someone will have a vaginal health issue at some point, I think 75% of all of them will have something happen at some Mm -hmm. point in their life. So, um, and also there is this uh, myth that vaginal odor is a result of um, uh, not having feminine hygiene, Mm -hmm. not taking care of yourself and being clean. That is absolutely not the case. Um, now that being said, it's important, you know, that that we maintain our cleanliness and, and hygiene and wash. Right. Um, but the odor that generally person from just sweat is a completely different odor yeah. than um, something that's abnormal. Yes. And you know, every woman has their own unique smell. Um, and the vagina, of course, doesn't smell like, like roses. It's just a unique smell that's natural and, and, and beautiful. And when it's off, most of the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uh, sometimes, you know, a, a fishy odor uh, or just something that just doesn't seem quite right. And, and you know, I feel like as women, we get to know our bodies and we usually can tell. Yeah. Yeah just not quite right, but um, unfortunately though, for women that that suffer from vaginal odor, it's recurrent Mm -hmm. uh, 60% of the time. Mm -hmm. So, and again, this has nothing to do with uh, a woman's hygiene. Um, And sometimes actually that can make it worse if they are using um, soaps, like especially up inside their vagina, that Mm -hmm. can throw everything off. Uh, because soaps uh, are generally, you know, very basic and not mm-hmm. acidic, like like the vaginity. So um, so when it does occur, like 60% of the time, it, it's usually a result of our vaginal balance being off. Uh, so women who have recurrent odor, um, uh, it can happen from uh, intercourse, mm-hmm. uh, their period, because, uh, you know, semen and blood, are, uh, both have a higher pH right. than the vagina. Um, also it's really not applicable to most of your audience, but a lot of women during menopause, mm-hmm. uh, can certainly like for the first time experience vaginal odor if they've never experienced it. Cause any there's a fluctuation in your hormones, yeah. um, that can cause an increase in, um, your vaginal balance and cause you to have vaginal odor. So, um, uh, inserting a PhD, you know, after intercourse, uh, while you're on your period or, or after, um, or for women who are just prone to to chronic vaginal odor can insert a PhD, you know, two to four times a week, uh, to maintain that, that healthy balance and prevent any odor from occurring. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's been, I mean, literally life changing for so many women because, if you think about this, this is debilitating. Yeah. Um, not only does it affect, you know, of course, intimacy because mm-hmm. that, you know, is a no-brainer. Um, but also, women's ex- them exercising like yeah. they don't want to get around people yeah. or they might be fearful they'll be And I have countless women tell me that they would have been afraid to even get a pedicure. Yeah. Because they're afraid that their odor might be offensive. So it really, and it affects our, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. self-confidence. So it's so important to let women know that's not their fault.
0: Yeah. um,
1: It's not something, you know, that they've done, you know, that's that's wrong. And there's a way to prevent it and a way uh, long-term to make sure that they keep it under control.
0: Yeah. And that, I'm sure, is really encouraging, especially, like you said, it's such like a, a personal, you know, debilitating thing that people will have to deal with. And it could lead to just so many more issues in regards to mental health and even physical health if if it's that debilitating to you. So um, I'm, Absolutely. yeah, I'm glad you offered that piece of encouragement that it is normal and lack of hygiene is is a myth that, um, it's not necessarily going to cause you to have these problems. Um, but in regards to that, I would, for me growing up, uh, my mom always kind of told me like, drink a lot of water, shower regularly, and you should never experience anything, you know? (laughs) So, um, and also, uh, I studied nutrition in college and a lot of any kind of health concern we in my study I guess we always tie it back to nutrition and that's kind of my personal philosophy as well.
1: Absolutely I'm in 100% agreement with you. Okay
0: so um, I want to know how can because you know there's a lot that talks about you know fruits you know pineapple juice cucumbers just eating a lot of fruits to you know maintain um, a fresh odor I guess or uh, yeah. is that is there additional truth to that or, um, cause you know, some people might be drinking a gallon of pineapple juice before intimacy yeah. or something. And you know, how does that play in with our pH and just hygiene in general?
1: Yeah, these are all great questions. And I, I too, I'm from the same school of thought I actually in my former life in pharmaceuticals, a lot of it was based on nutrition. Yay. So, um, yeah, I, uh, Kind of is the old adage of garbage in, garbage out, yep, <laughs> um, just like with your mind, mm-hmm. uh, it's the same with your body, mm-hmm. and um, so it, yes, it's so important to maintain a healthy diet, and drinking a lot of water is very important. Um, and you know, just like uh, eating certain foods, uh, you know, a lot of garlic or anything can you know, sometimes people smell it in your pores, mm-hmm. um, or alcohol or, or cigarettes it you know anything that you put into your body will have an effect on your body of course right. so um there is uh you know some i guess anecdotal uh evidence that uh, pineapple juice can affect uh short term yeah you know uh the vaginal odor uh or i should say uh the
0: smell know, sense, sense aroma <laughs> Vaginal aroma,
1: <laughs> Aroma, thank you. I'm, I'm searching for the right word here. Mm-hmm. Um, and but really, it's it's transient, it's not going to be long term, yeah. Um, so that's why it's just healthy, you know, the day in and day out to try and you know make healthy choices for your body that will affect your overall health and not just your vaginal health. But definitely, you know, it's also good to, um, you know, eat foods that. Have a lot of fiber that mm. have that uh, the actually that's like a prebiotic. It, it's fiber that it, it feeds the bacteria that are so good in your gut, right. which it, you know relates to your overall health. And mm. um, you know, perhaps take a, a probiotic too. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that you know plays a role uh, with your gut and your and your overall health.
0: Definitely, and I love what you said: garbage in, garbage out, and it's, to me, it's very interesting how uh, there's kind of like a divide, but a very close relationship between the internal balance of your your vaginal flora, like that pH that needs to be consistently maintained, but there's also those external factors that could be more short-term, like what you eat and just maybe exercise, tight clothes. You can have odor, right? You can have odor just from those kind of like short-term things, and you can make changes in that area. So how would someone maybe differentiate whether it's a pH imbalance or, like, I just had a week where I was making poor health decisions or something like that? Yeah.
1: You can generally tell when it's uh, – like I said, something's not quite right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, a lot of times our body – Self adjusts. Yeah. And um, things just might clear up and you'll get better all on your own without any intervention. That's mm-hmm. um, God's miraculous way of, of making our bodies. Um, but sometimes you need a little help, and um, uh, that's when it's it won't go away. Um, you know, something's not quite right. Uh, you know, the smell, the consistency, Uh, You brought up a great point about uh, tightening clothes and especially wearing make sure you wear some breathable panties, girls. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really important uh, because if you don't, that uh, you know, we have sweat glands, especially we have a lot of sweat glands down near our labia, Mm and they're the same sweat glands that are you know under our armpits. And those sweat glands, you know, contain a protein that the bacteria then um, consume and digest. And that's what creates that, that sweaty odor. Yeah. Um, so of course, you know, making sure we shower daily, wearing breathable and rare. So all that bacteria doesn't get trapped, mm-hmm. um, down, you know, in your panties, um, is really important because that, you know, long-term day after day can also lead to, you know, it, you know vaginal odor that's occurring from the inside, not right. just on the outside.
0: Right. Right. That is a good point. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about some other products that are definitely mainstream off the bat. You know, we always see commercials for like, Vagisil washes, Summer's Eve is a big thing. Um, I think most people kind of know douching is not good, but, you know, there's wipes and other things that... Um, are kind of more immediate thoughts when someone thinks about vaginal odor. What are your thoughts towards some of those products and how does PhD Feminine Health brand, you know, how does it compare to some of these products?
1: Sure, yeah. Z, uh, uh, Vagisil, you know, all these companies do make some, they make some really, really good products. Mm-hmm. And and for the most part, most of the products that are uh, you know, formulated for the vaginal area uh, seem to do a good job, like the washes and such. Um, but again, that is for um, just washing like the external area and not really dealing with what's going on internally okay. to cause the odor. So uh, they're wonderful products, but if you, you can, you know, scrub yourself to your raw and, sometimes, and it's not going to affect, you know, the actual vaginal balance. imbalance, of the yeah. product, which is why you would need a, a PhD suppository. Um, but yes, they're, they're great products and, you know, you brought up a great point of, of douching. Um, and that's kind of, you know, I think we've been taught that for a long time that it, it's not good because it can throw off your vaginal balance. Um, we had just developed a product that um, will be coming out soon. That uh, it's like a, it's going to be an odor rinse. That's an alternative to a douche that okay. will actually help uh, restore the vaginal balance. But it's a quick, instant uh, product that will work um, instead of having to wait for a suppository to dissolve. A mm-hmm. PhD suppository. It's just generally anywhere from four to um, eight hours, mm-hmm. uh, and you have to wait until it dissolves before you can have intercourse. Mm-hmm. Um, with this instant odor rinse, you can be intimate, you know, right after oh, using okay. it, and not have to wait. Okay. So um, that's one of the main questions we get from you know all of our uh, millions of users: is how long do you have to wait to be intimate? Mm-hmm. And with this new product, you can be intimate, you know, right afterwards. So.
0: Okay, that's I'm sure that's good to hear to many people. Um, and that is a great transition into the next question I have for you uh, is just the idea of a suppository um, form yeah. of consumption. Um, I, your product, the PhD uh, suppository, is my first exposure to um, that kind of way of taking a medication. And I know I was telling one of my friends about it, and she was like, wait, I have to put it where? (laughs) She was like, no, no, no. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. It's not for me. So um, have you been faced with kind of, like, concern, maybe from someone like me who's never taken a a suppository before? This would be my first encounter with a suppository. How do you kind of address first-timers or any fears or... Anything like Great that?
1: Question. Um, I have found that there, you know, are several women who uh, might not be comfortable with inserting it with their finger. Um, uh, we, we don't put applicators in our packaging because we have them. We sell them separately, but they're plastic, and we're just trying to reduce the amount of plastic that mm. we use in all of our materials, um, and trying to educate women that it's okay, you know you use a tampon and it's kind of similar to that. It's just like you're, you're putting your finger up inside your vagina um, rather than, you know, a plastic applicator. But um, yeah, it's completely normal. Um, and I'll tell you, it is, it's much better than the alternative, which is um, not smelling fresh.
0: That's true. <laughs> so, that's true. Very true. Because you can
1: weigh out your options.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I'm sure, you know, when you have a personal encounter with it, you probably have less reservations rather than yes. it just being, yeah, definitely. Point. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, I have a couple more questions, <laughs>
1: if yeah. you don't mind. These okay. are great questions, by the oh, way. Oh,
0: yay. I'm glad. <laughs> um, I have, well, a little backstory. When I was in high school, I played volleyball, and that was my first, I guess, introduction to an aroma, a vaginal aroma, because, yeah. you know, you're always in super tight spandex, you're running around, especially during club season, we're traveling, just game after game after game, and so uh, my teammates introduced me to, like, the summer's eve spray, and so it became, we always had it in the locker room, especially for long tournament days, we would just spray it and go, and now that I'm older, I kind of have an understanding that that's more of a temporary thing, but. Um I felt like that was such a that was my first experience, but I'm sure someone who might have um, a bacterial infection or hormonal imbalances, a pH imbalance from a young age, um, this might not be spoken about because it was new to me. Like even using Summer's Eve, even though it's just like in in the locker room and very like quick and no discussion really. I'm sure with um, a pH imbalance and trying so many new things maybe on my own without telling my parents or without going to a gynecologist, that would have been very difficult to navigate in at a young age. So um, with maybe younger patients or clients or however, a younger audience, young high school age girls where we don't even talk about reproductive health really or vaginal right. health, um how can how can how can they do you think phd your products are applicable to that that group of young girls and how can they get access to your products if they need it
1: yeah absolutely that that's a great question i have um a teenage daughter Mm -hmm. myself who uh uh, played competitive travel soccer and her team they experienced the same they, they would spray their um, FDS or, or summer's yeah. spray um, because it's you know, a lot of tight fitting clothes there's a lot of sweat going on mm-hmm. and um, they're, you're right they didn't really discuss it but um, it's been interesting to see um, my daughter's and her friend's Uh, the curiosity, you know, that they thankfully felt comfortable enough bringing to me to discuss these issues with vaginal health. Um, And uh, to know that, you know, these girls, especially, uh, it really begins when you start to have your your peer period Mm -hmm. that, uh, because that the blood can throw off um, your vaginal balance. So, you know, we absolutely would be, alternative for them, okay. um, especially young athletes uh, who are having a period, because you have a lot of things, you know, the tight-fitting clothes, um, uh, menstruation, and then, um, you know, all of that combined. So, yeah, absolutely an alternative. And they would be able to, I mean, we are we're at Target, or are at CVS, uh, we'll be launching at Uh, national grocery here in the next two months with um, several chains as well as um, other uh, mass retailers and drugstores later on in the year. So it won't be long before they'll see PhD in the feminine hygiene care section uh, right there along with all the other products that you mentioned. So um, there's also, of course, Amazon. It's available on Amazon and can be sent you know discreetly to your
0: home as well thank you and that that's really encouraging and I know for sure um I wouldn't I wouldn't have been comfortable you know even with the summer's eve like I felt always kind of shy about it and I look back and I'm just like man I just I wish I spoke up or just addressed my concerns or just felt more comfortable about um, my body in general so right. yeah and i think i i am glad to see you know changes and i have a younger sister who's in high school and she's very comfortable like she's almost too comfortable <laughs> <laughs> talking oh. to me she, she will be like oh gosh she I is her mother also she
1: live company so
0: <laughs> that's good and it's so funny and every time my sister um comes to me or tells me something i'm just like I love how comfortable you are because yes. I was never like that. But she would just she would just be like, oh, my gosh, my period was like this today. Like, this is so weird. <laughs> I was like, That's awesome. I, love it. I love it. I love it so much. But um, another question, I want to transition, I guess, a little bit more into sex and intimacy. I've heard, I've heard from one person actually, <laughs> let me not say like I've heard, but one person told me that, um, you know, it's a huge misconception that, uh, sex, penetration sex will throw off your pH. And my response was, I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't think it was a misconception. <laughs> I thought it was no, fact. fact. <laughs> and I was like, in fact, I feel like just being within 10 feet of a guy throw throws my body off and my body's like, stop. It was,
1: it was, <laughs> so, I was just... Absolutely. Yes. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because I have found, and let me tell you, I have had conversations with thousands of women about this very topic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unique to the woman mm-hmm. and it's unique based on the partner.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, they could, well, and also They could have, they could be the same woman being with the same partner for 20 or 30 years, and then all of a sudden they're premenopausal and or going through something in their life that causes their hormones to fluctuate, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they get a vaginal
0: order.
1: So it can a lot of times be dependent upon your partner because uh, it might depend on their pH level of their particular sperm.
0: Right. Um,
1: it could be that you're experiencing some type of fluctuation. Um, and, you know, because of your period, there's a lot, oftentimes fluctuation in your hormones then. Um, and some women, you know, like I said, might never have an issue at all. Right. Um, so it really is dependent, you know, upon a lot of different factors. Um, and I've had a lot of women tell me that you know, they were married for X number of years and never had an issue until they were with a new, a new person. And then all of a sudden that occurred. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, it's, uh, vaginal odor is highly prevalent in, um, the lesbian community. Mm-hmm. And, um, that could have to do with, um, more, oral sex or, or toys or, or something of that nature too so um it just depends on um you know the person and um and where they are so
0: yeah that's a good point and um you you mentioned oral sex and that was something I got a lot of questions about before this um, interview a lot of questions around oral sex and sex in general but oral sex toys masturbation um some people might experience an odor after all of these encounters all any kind of um penetration or stimulation just why why is that or even more than why is that how can we um how can we manage that especially if you you may be Um, engaging in sexual practices frequently it's like a hassle to just every time you know like you're going to experience this odor or this like irritation or this sensitivity so um, what are some like best routines or practices that aren't maybe so taxing and so um, embarrassing maybe. Great
1: question honestly the easiest thing to do that our customers have had the biggest success with and doctors tell their patients is just to insert a phd after they've been intimate okay um and it will help you know get everything back to normal and prevent anything from occurring so Mm -hmm. not all the time but a lot of the time Mm -hmm. um so i i would say that that is the best way and also you know it's a no-brainer but it probably goes without saying but just to make sure that your washing, mm-hmm. um, you yeah, have hygiene. You know, uh, make sure you use the best bathroom after being intimate, and um, also to clean. You know, any any toys or anything else that you might be uh, be using too. But I'd say the best way is to definitely insert a PhD yeah after after intimacy.
0: Yeah, that's great. So if I were to give a one two three. It'd be like, use the bathroom, insert your PhD, maybe take a shower and see how that works for you. <laughs> there you go. Definitely. Great okay. Thank you so much. Um, I know I'm looking at these questions that I have, and you've really hit all of them right on the head. And I know you're – I know everyone's going to love this episode. I already know, and you've been oh, so, so great. Um, one thing I wanted to ask before we wrap up – I want to ask about some side effects uh, with the mm-hmm. PhD suppository. Are there any side effects that um, you would want someone to be aware yeah. of? Or if a great side question. effect comes up, what might be concerning versus what is just a regular side effect?
1: Yeah. Great question. Um, first of all, it's important to insert it before bedtime. Yes. And you need to do that so that it will have ample time to dissolve, mm-hmm. and um, also you will have less discharge if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, less of it will actually come out of; more of it will be absorbed. Right. Um, and uh, so that's important and to make sure you insert it as far into the vagina as possible, uh, because if any of it, uh, it kind of leaks out onto the labia, it could cause some maybe irritation and burning on the skin. Uh, that's it's not particularly common, but it can happen. So just make sure you insert it as far back in the vagina as possible. Um, There are some women that if they um, they might experience, might have a little um, irritation of the vaginal lining and might have, you know, some pink when they wipe or experience a a little bit of uh, small bleeding. Um, It can happen in about 4% of women. Um, It's not not common. Uh, We have a lot of people who just continue using the PhD because they would rather use it and, and, mm-hmm. and deal with, with that um, than, you know, to stop. But that's completely up to you and, mm-hmm. and how, how comfortable you are with that. But if you experience any burning, um, like some of them might have, like, a laceration inside their vagina, mm-hmm. um, discontinued use because, you know, that certainly would be painful and right would not want to continue using if it's extreme burning and irritation, by all means, you know. Um, and again, it's really important for all women, if they're experiencing anything abnormal, to, to reach out to their physician. Yeah. Um, and, and to get advice from them.
0: Definitely, definitely. Thank you. Um. We answered all the questions.
1: Yay! Yes. That was a very comprehensive list, so I'm very impressed.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the bases were touched and I I just know that and I'm I'm just grateful that we we're able to have this conversation because like you you said before we started um vaginal health is just it's important to be discussed and it's not really discussed unless I feel like you work in feminine health or reproductive health or, you know, a specific community. So just normalizing these conversations, the fact that your products are being mainstreamed. And, um, I just, I love that. I love that you can, it's just part of your routine and it should be part of our routine conversations. Um, especially with such an intimate area. Like, I try to express that to people. Like, with such an intimate area, you should be more expressive about it because it's it's so close to other systems that you would be more open about. It's so close to your um, digestive system, your cardiovascular system. Like, if something goes wrong here and you're quiet about it, it could lead to just... A domino effect of negative health outcomes it 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 does it does and And it should be celebrated yes definitely celebrated not taboo and just um just it's who we are so there's nothing to be shy about and I think our conversation today and your work your journey and your experiences really highlight that and exemplify womanhood in such a positive light so thank you so much
1: thank you for providing this amazing platform because without it we wouldn't be having this discussion so you're doing great great work thank
0: thank you you so much thank you so much it was so nice meeting you and talking to you and i'm just i'm so excited i'm so excited for this episode to drop and for everybody to hear about phd feminine wellness and all that you have to offer and all that's to come i'm very excited for what's in store for you next
1: thank you again really appreciate it
0: yes no problem so um this will be it for our rooted conversation and we will jump right into our next segment Y'all, wasn't that something? Thank you so much, Deanna, for speaking to us, educating us, and being a boss woman, you know, like she saw a need, she addressed it, she fixed it, now she is like a number one seller, popping, number one gynecologist, recommended, tested, approved everything get right like it is a season to get right I know Valentine's Day is over if there was a little bit of like discrepancy during the little Valentine's Day um, festivities if there's a little bit of mm, not so freshness it's okay it's never too late okay because what's the next season spring break do you hear me? All of y'all in school, spring break is coming up. Y'all got to get it together. Do you hear me? I'm going to leave the Amazon link directly in the episode notes. I'm going to leave the Instagram link so you can check it out. I'm going to leave her website link. Everything, everything is going to be in the episode notes. Make sure you refer to them and get your life, get your life, get your kitty, get it right. Okay, and... That's about it. Thank you guys for sticking with me. Thank y'all for rocking with me and supporting me through this podcast. We're two years in this thing and there's so much more in store. If you're not following me already on Instagram, get to it. I'm going to leave my Instagram in the episode notes so you can follow me and stay tuned on Instagram because that's where I like update you guys with changes to the podcast or any like feedback I need from y'all or would like from y'all, I should say. Um, I, I channel all that. Through Instagram and going into the spring season there are a lot of changes coming up so I really want you guys to be the first to know I want you guys to stay updated so definitely stay on the Instagram stay tuned you don't want to don't sleep on your girl don't sleep don't snooze you got to be awake for all that is coming all right I'm gonna get out of here email me DM me your thoughts concerns or requested conversations you'd like to have on this podcast so I'm gonna get out of here y'all have a blessed week a fabulous weekend enjoy your loved ones tell the people you love you love them and take good care of yourself all that good stuff all right
1: bye bye.